word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day, or words, because we still haven't updated that, GD imaging. Uh, the first word is going to be halidom. H-A-L-I-D-O-M, a noun meaning a holy place as a church or sanctuary. So I don't know what you'd consider a halidom. Halidom. Halidom or halidom? Halidom, like D-O-M. Halidom. I will try and work that into sports analysis at some point this episode. Halidom. And then flan, the your word of the day or phrase really is what it's come down to now, uh, unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com, is weekend immune system which I think fits perfectly with your giving your trip to Chico. It's another way of saying drunk and or hungover, owing to alcohol's ability to suppress the immune system and the fact that it's usually drunk in largest quantities on the weekend. Yes. Yep, yep. You sound like you had a hell of a weekend. I had a fun weekend. What'd you do? I drank. I went to Chico, and yeah, uh, yeah I drank. Find you somebody that loves you like Flan loves Chico. It's I love that town. It's a fun town. It doesn't sound like there's very much to do other than just go to the bar and hit up an old fratty house and hope that something gets cracking. It's about what happens there. The only thing you can do is either that or go hiking up in uh, Lassen National Park. Oh, lovely hiking spots. But uh, How was the weather up there this weekend? It was the same as here. Just a little cl- I, think it was, I think it was cloud. No, it was a little sunny. It gets cold up there, right? Yeah. It gets is there ever cold. snow then, Chico? I don't remember it snowing when I was there, but I guess somebody said it snowed uh, for like an hour. No, no, it was really short, but the, somebody said it snowed like about a month ago there. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it was a fun day though. Ended up, ended up uh what was I? I was, the night, we went to a bar at noon, and then we just drank all afternoon, and then I ended up, for some reason, I don't know how, I was at someone's, I was at this chick's apartment, Smoking weed. I don't even smoke weed. Oh, <laughs> was out of nowhere. I don't know what was going on. An incriminating statement. He's turning himself in. Yeah. So, yeah, it was strange. Mm-hmm. It's better than strange. other things that could have been happening, though. You could have woken up somewhere in a ditch and just not known what's going on. At least you're comfortably at someone's couch, right? I'm presuming a couch. Yeah, it was my buddy's couch. That's usually what happens there. All right. Um. So yeah, we got a good show today. Flan's back from Chico. Mateo's with us. Say hi. Hi. And uh, you'll hear from him in a second. Um, we got stuff about Robert Kraft, because that's interesting. Uh, Zion Williamson, the AAF. We might talk some NBA. And we got some uh, stat of the day with Tim. Tim's also got an interesting recruiting story for us. Uh, it's, he, he gave me a little snippet of it last night while I was walking my dog. He called me and was just like, hey, I think this would be perfect. And I'm just like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And then we got uh, winners and losers, the pop culture update, and then we'll wrap everything up with on this date in sports history. So are you gentlemen ready to go? Earth to Flan, you ready uh, to go? Yeah. All right, let's get it on. I wait for you, California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things to do before I die. Oh, yeah. I wait for you. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things to do before I die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to rest. Show them want to kids. me like a pig when we am a model catalog of sits see me rolling tupac i'ma get it on my own man had to move away to get me closer to the ocean seashell had to get it myself at the house since a young and i've been paying my bills for the longest i don't need you all you niggas see through 
Round up motherfuckers, I can wait though. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas signing. Look at you, probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my pain, Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, podcast by regular Joes, for regular Joes, sponsorship free, because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined in garage, or in the garage, by Brennan Flanagan. Hello. And Matteo Polverari. Good evening, or good morning. Yeah, whenever you're listening, good afternoon, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It's Wednesday here, it could be Thursday when you're listening to the, I mean, Wednesday, it's (laughs) Sunday here, my bad. Uh, It could be Monday. Listen to it. Let's see how many other gaffes and mistakes and goofs I make. Um, you guys been paying attention to the sports world lately? Mm, a little bit here and there. Lots of fun stuff going on. The first one, let's let's lead off with the, the big one, all right? Robert Kraft. So a little police report came out on Friday saying Robert Kraft had been uh, arrested? Or no, there was a warrant issued out for his arrest uh, because he was uh, on two separate occasions caught soliciting prostitution so i just kind of find Yum. let's let's get the jokes out of the way right now just I don't know a very serious thing i know that's what i'm saying let's get the jokes out of the way right now uh i saw a meme on the internet that was a fake tweet from robert Kraft that said do you know how hard it is to jerk off with six rings on your hand <laughs> and i thought that was pretty good uh an, a couple other ones here spygate deflate gate and now we have fillet gate that's a good one uh, we're going to be talking about this later, but college athletes were in the news recently, but this is the real pay-for-play story that we should be talking about. How about this? Uh, Patriots have always loved the rub routes. Mm-hmm. And then my personal favorite, my personal favorite, you may not be able to beat them on the field, but you could surely beat them off. What? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's a very big deal here because, uh, I mean, like prostitution, the world's oldest profession, but if it's a prostitution ring, it leads me to believe that these women were not doing it under their own uh, desire, right? There's one thing to be self-employed when when in prostitution, but then uh, if you're, I mean, if you're selling yourself, you know, but it, it seems like a ring that's kind of, I wonder if these girls were underage too. Like, what is to happen, now that we've addressed that, what's to happen of Robert Kraft? It's kind of a weird story. That we hit it on Friday at like 100 miles, everything was coming out, and then it's just kind of I would say simmered through the weekend because everything he's going to turn himself in supposedly tomorrow, right? Mm, hope so. That, uh, that's the rumor, and so I mean, for his sake. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different layers to this. I mean, especially with him involved. I mean, the fucking Super Bowl owner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's it's stunning. Well, that was the gift that I posted on Twitter. It kind of once I once it when at first the news first broke, I was hella juiced because I was like, oh man, the Patriots owner's in some hot hot and deep shit right there. And, you know, as a Steeler fan, so I made the joke about him with the gif at the Super Bowl with the fist pump, and the, you know, the air jerk-off thing. But, um, yeah, man, it's like he's not even the biggest name, they said, on this police report. But I liked how his camp came out and said, we 
uh, what did they say? There was a there was a very strong wordage that they used to say that they they deny any allegations of everything. And then the police came back and was like, "We got him on body cam <laughs> twice." So I don't know. That's a real sticky situation there. Uh, Flan, what are your thoughts on the matter? Uh, I don't really have any thoughts on it, really. Oh, okay. It's uh, not like seriously. It's I mean, yeah. I don't know. I was kind of bl- I was kind of. It was blindsided. Blindsiding and yeah. I mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean, I honestly didn't really care. It's true. There's a point to it where it's like, man, well, you know, there's a lot of old, rich, white guys that do this, but that doesn't make it right just because everybody does it. Uh, my question is, is what's the NFL going to do, right? Because this would be a good measuring stick for how much does the NFL care about women because they've already shown you with domestic violence they don't really get it right. Uh, now you've got a prostitution ring involved, so how are they going to involve themselves? Uh, this is an owner that Roger Goodell doesn't necessarily like because the NFL has gone after this organization in the past. But Robert Kraft really likes being owner of the New England Patriots. And my question is, is Jim Irsay got suspended six games and $500,000 for, what, drunk driving? Mm-hmm. So what are they going to do to Robert Kraft? I think the game suspension is so stupid. What do you say? You can't come you can't, to your you stadium. You can't sit in your fancy box. Yeah, you can't come to your box for, you know, all the home games this year. That sucks. You know, it's not like they're going to. They, what if lower bowl would be a punishment if you made him sit lower bowl? What would, well, you know, sitting amongst the fans, the fans would come to his defense. You already saw. Just sitting lower bowl. Barstool came out with a tone deaf shirt that said free craft. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You can't really say that, man. You can't do that. That's like, a shirt that can look really bad in the next couple of days. It really is. That's a shirt that's not going to age very well. Unlike the Goodell clown shirt, that one's aged wonderfully. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know what's a what's a reasonable punishment here for Robert Kraft if in fact. So let's just say if in fact he is caught on body cam, getting stroked. Like, are you gonna take away his team? Is that is that reasonable or what are you gonna do? Because I don't I don't see how the NFL kind of they're kind of stuck here unless the rest of the, the other 31 owners, which those are all a bunch of other old rich white guys, aside from, uh, what is it, Con, who owns the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You, you can have a bunch of older, old rich white guys who I'm sure have some skeletons in their closet. You going to tell me Jerry Jones doesn't like to do some weird-ass stuff, you know, with that Johnny Walker blue in his system? Come on. I think, I mean, like, going back to the simmering, it's, we just don't know how far he was involved. If he was just um, just ho- hooking up, I guess, with the prostitutes or, or paying for prostitutes. I mean, I, I don't even know. And then if you see him in trafficking, I mean, I got to imagine you lose your franchise for that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Who's to it's say just, that? We just don't know what, what level. I mean, with everything that's coming out. Yeah. It's you, not It's not like we don't know if he's the one who's actually saying, all right, bring this one here, bring that one there. Or if he was just because the report says that he got dropped off in a chauffeur mm. and was just dropped off there for a massage. And then maybe, you know, on two separate occasions, he was just like, you know what? Let's see what an extra 50 bucks can get. It's going to be interesting to watch the players over this week, too, oh. be, with, with the looming strike probably going to happen to see their reaction to, to how what's the fallout from this and how does the league go punishing the league the league is in a very very hard or between a rock and a hard spot right now because you have players that were getting in trouble for kneeling over the national anthem and yet you've got a owner now uh, participating in even if he's not choreographing or orchestrating it he's still partaking in you know sex trafficking that's absolutely nuts all right Moving on, because we won't do that justice until more information comes out. We're just going to make more asses of ourselves. Uh, so, do you guys see the, uh, the Duke-UNC game? I did. We, I we, did. We were here Wednesday when we were, when we were doing the show. Uh, we saw Zion's shoe explode. Mateo, what do you think about Zion's shoe exploding? Yeah, that man can do anything. That's, uh, that was impressive. <laughs> I was surprised he wasn't wearing LeBron's. Wear the shoe that matches your body type. Kinda, yeah. Why are you wearing Paul George's? <laughs> Wouldn't have happened in Puma, according to Boogie. 
<laughs> yeah. Cheap, that's, cheap plug by him. That's what Puma tweeted out, and then they deleted it back. They're just like, oh, man, if they were wearing Pumas, it wouldn't have happened. But I was out at dinner, and I didn't even know. I just heard somebody overheard somebody say that, yeah, Zion got hurt 30 seconds in, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not mad. I'm missing this game. People were paying ten grand for those tickets, and then he gets busted. And it was in front of the, the president, too. But uh, it sparked a bigger debate in the following days. The one-and-done rule just so happened that the NBA made a proposal to the uh, players' union a day later saying, you know what, let's get rid of this silly rule. And uh, it sure seems like Zion's injury triggered it, but it, it sounds like there it was also some mutterings that uh, this was this was in the, the talks. They were, they were trying to get rid of the rule. Um, it won't actually go into effect if passed until uh, 2020. So we're still going to have two more drafts, or 2021, I believe, two more drafts of one and done. So sucks if you're a junior in high school, but mm. if you're a sophomore, there's still a chance that you could go pro uh, straight out of high school. What my question is, is the whole paper play thing, do you guys think we should pay college athletes flat out, or should they be able to like make money off of uh, – their autograph and let's say like jersey sales i'm not saying you're going to sell any jerseys but like if you're a nike school and nike wants to come to the school and just be like you know what we want to use zion in a commercial we'll pay zion like is that okay do you think that's okay uh i don't think any of that. i don't i really am not a favor for that i like i like the idea of it's a stipend um amount of money that you're giving the players and then oh so you like just a flat out fee of just like here you're playing here, here here's your here's your allowance or whatever for the week or the month or however yeah. and i think that's better um i've been i don't know i think if you're a college athlete you shouldn't you should still not have the whole um tv deals and con i mean i don't know but it, i don't know but the uh i but like I mean, this duke's, duke's like a 30 nationally televised games this no year. no i understand but i'm like saying like a, like the whole when you said a Nike comes in to do a commercial mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i'm not really about having college kids do commercials okay um, I just think that if you just give them just a flat fee or whatever you want to do, stipend, uh, amount of money, that's the way I would do it. Mateo, thoughts? Yeah, I'm actually with them. I, I like the idea of either paying them like that or you do, you maybe not let them do endorsements, but t- t-shirt sales, if you're going to use their light and, uh, likeness on campus, mm-hmm. maybe they get some, they get fees for that as well. Okay, so now my question is, is if we're going to do this, and it's not just going to be sport specific, right? We're going to mm. universally pay college athletes, but I want to pay them percentage based off of what income, what, what, uh what in revenue they generate, right? So, like, obviously, football and basketball players at certain schools will get paid more. It just depends on what school you go to, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you go to Clemson to play football, you're going to get paid more than if you went to Clemson to play basketball or baseball. You still might get paid. Now, my next thing is, is like, uh, people, people on the other side of the fence who are saying, don't pay college athletes, just let them go pro. What do they do without the exposure? Zion was getting exposure on Instagram. Granted, he was dunking on a bunch of five foot seven, five foot eight white kids in high school. So, um, I mean, I don't know how impressive you could be. People were probably just really taken aback by his explosiveness and his, his body at the fact that you know he's eighteen. The one and done rule, repealing that. There's only realistically probably what five kids tops each year mm-hmm. that could go straight from high school to the pros, and uh, the ones that are on the on the on the verge, go to the G League. They pay you money to play. You're just worried that you don't get exposure. If you're going to play college, even if it's just for a year at this school, you are going to develop your game. Uh, at the at that point, the education's not even worth. You know, you're probably taking like a bunch of PE classes or something like that. And then uh, you, you're going to better your game through a certain coach and get exposure. 
which could otherwise not be attained if you didn't go to college to play basketball, which if the G League did a better job of displaying their games or the NBA hyped up the G League a little bit more, then maybe they'd get more exposure. But you're still getting, I think in the G League, you can make up to like $100,000 on a contract. Mm -hmm. But uh, cynically, do you believe that a a guy going to a team is really going to, I mean, a college team is really going to improve himself, though? We've heard uh, a couple of years, like Wendell Carter is a guy last year that came out and said, I didn't really... I felt I was being used. Like and Coach K is trying. Coach J, Coach K is trying to win games. I didn't feel like I was developing developing my game. Do you think there is genuine, you know, interest in, in trying to develop these kids, or, or are they just? I mean, the coaches' their job is to win too. I think there's certain coaches that have demonstrated that they do a very good job of um, addressing what what in your arsenal of or your game needs to be worked on to succeed at the next level. Just look at Coach Cal. Nobody really likes Calipari in the college ranks, but he gets players to the pros, right? Like, if you get recruited to Kentucky and you buy in and you play there, even if it's just for one year, you play there for two, you might be better off. But he gets guys into the league. There are a ton of Kentucky Wildcats in the NBA right now. In fact, I think more Kentucky players get drafted on average than any other school. Didn't they have like five in one draft? Yeah, it's oh, it's a guaranteed that he's going to have at least one Kentucky player in the top ten every year. And then certain years you just multiply that, you know. So uh, I, I don't know. The one-and-done thing is kind of silly. To me, you should either let them go play straight out of high school. They can try and make it in the NBA. They can play in the G League. Either way, they're getting paid. Uh, then the exposure part's on you. And social media has made that a lot easier because you can tweet out your, your videos and your, your hoop mixtapes and get the hype that you want. Or you should spend a minimum of two years playing college basketball because they make you play three years of college football. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or like I believe it was Flan who brought it up a couple episodes ago, like they do with baseball. If you're going to enter the draft, you can enter the draft as going into your sophomore year, but then that team just retains your rights mm-hmm. and you say, I'm going to play another year in college. They do that with European players. Mm-hmm. So why can't there be – it just seems like there's too many scenarios here where it's just like this is boneheaded and it should make sense and the league's just kind of dragging their ass on making sure that it doesn't happen. Ooh, nice little knockout there. Got Sports Center on. Um, so, yeah. Aquaman I, got him. Do you uh, – do oh. oh. Oh, my goodness. Backflips and everything. Jesus. What was that? Backflip, foot stomp? Oh. That was like, that was like out of WWE. Right. Road FC, wherever that is. All right, um, this guy's overwhelmed. All right, moving on. Uh, did you guys watch any, any of the AAF this weekend? No. <laughs> not when this is on. I was say, this is like WWE <laughs> stuff, man. You might have to post a link to this so people can watch it. Oh, my goodness. Was yeah. he trying to dance or is he trying to I'll, get up? I'll retweet it. Dude, his head just fucking connected with the cage. Dude, this guy's like an artist. He's using the cage in every way. For real. Although, if this was the UFC, he'd get, he'd get handed. I don't know what's up there. Oh. Nope, it's over. Get in there, ref. Call it. All right. Uh, so, yeah, did you guys watch any of the AAC, or AAF Excuse me, this weekend? Uh, nope, didn't watch one second of it. I mistakenly spoke or misspoke last episode and said that there was only four teams. There are eight teams, actually, in the AAF. Uh, Mateo, why isn't this working? I wouldn't say it's not working. It's just there's so much else on. And I, I'm somebody that works on a retail schedule. I'm not going to go out of my way to DVR games. Um, every, every time I'm off, there's always, uh, like, Saturday night, there was Rockets Warriors. Uh, tonight, there was Oscars. So, And I, I, I'm barely keeping up with the Oscars. 
Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm looking at this right now. Uh, I do catch highlights. There's I have a lot of like NFL draft people that I follow on Twitter, and they they and I follow like who's leading the league because guys are going to get back into the league and for fantasy football. Trent Richardson's going to do it. Yeah, Trent Richardson. Three touchdowns a game, but he's only going to do it one and a half yards at a time. I would love to see what the ratings are the last three weeks, though. How I, big of they made a big deal the first right, and then all of a sudden, yeah, nothing. Yeah. What so. do you think? Do you? I mean, do you guys feel it's it's failing? I mean, they had they had to take out a loan to keep this thing going. Well, they had to get bought out. Right? They bought out. Yeah. yeah okay. The Carolina uh, Hurricanes from the NHL. His the, he came in and just bought out the league because they almost failed to make payroll. Yeah, and so that's a really bad sign. I don't get it. Um. So yeah, the San Diego Fleet defeated the San Antonio Commanders. The Atlanta Legends defeated the Birmingham. I mean, the Birmingham Iron defeated the Atlanta Legends. The the Orlando Apollos, uh, defeated the Memphis Express. Actually, fun fact to the Apollos game just because I saw this video on Twitter. Uh, a dog at halftime broke the world record frisbee toss. Uh, this guy tossed a frisbee 83 yards, and the dog just sprinted and, and See, hauled it down in the air. That's content they're missing. They should yeah. be posting that. That was more impressive than anything that was going to happen in that game. I promise you. Um, and then the last, the last one, Salt Lake Stallions beat the Arizona Hotshots. So the Stallions got their first win of the year. Um, what I don't like, and I saw this on TV, it's happened in the back-to-back weeks now. They only have one set of uniforms, and they didn't really think the color schemes all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got the Birmingham Iron, who are dressed in black, taking on uh, the Orlando Apollos, who are dressed in purple. And if it weren't for the fact that the Apollos have, like, a Washington Husky-type jersey scheme where you have the yellow pants, that you wouldn't be able to tell who was who. And it was just like, what? I mean... I wonder if the players were confused. There was a couple of oversights here. But, yeah, I'll be interested to see if anybody actually does make it out of the AAF and mm-hmm. comes into the NFL. That's got to be so tough it's on your body. Especially at the quarterback position. Uh, you'll like this, Flan. Uh, Mike Singletary's team was a te- double-digit underdog, I think, for the third straight week. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty he much wants winners. Uh, yep. Once for the one win. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Even no matter how the odds are stacked against him. I want winners. Uh, hopefully he doesn't pull his pants down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that <laughs> wonderful <laughs> contribution. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good summation of the AAF right now, is I have no idea really what's going on. I see it on my aren't TV. They and far, well, aren't they having every player get paid $100,000? No, there's three tier contracts. There's 100, there's nine, uh, there's 80, and then there's 70,000. Well, actually, no, there's 90,000 players, too. It ranges oh, from 70 to 100K. Oh, I don't want to even imagine when Hackenberg's being paid. Probably being paid 100 grand. Oh, yeah, yeah as a, right? a second-round pick. All because, oh. yeah, that's all because of where he was drafted and because of the practice squads that he was on. So... Again, Trent Richardson's probably the best, the, the one player that's eaten the AAF up. He's like, I only have to carry the ball 15 times a game. They only ask me to get 50 yards, and I get three touchdowns now. So we're good to go. Sign me up for the real deal. Well, it's like 15 carries and 45 yards rushing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 15 for 45 at three touchdowns. It's like, Jesus. I would really love to see a quarterback come out of that league. considering It, it won't. Quarterback play has been atrocious. There's been a couple looking at, like, I mean, compared to what the NFL's, I'm not going to say these guys are out there, but there's a couple of guys that may may earn back of the rosters. I don't think there's any starters, but considering what we're throwing out there as backups, there might be a couple of guys that could develop if this league sustains. From what I've seen so far. If that's they make a, payroll next week. That's a big if, if the league sustains, yes. But from what I've seen so far, regardless of position, is you could ball out in the AAF and – you would still probably only earn yourself a practice squad spot, which is still a spot on the roster, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. An injury happens in football, and all of a sudden you get activated from the, from the uh, practice squad to the, real, the, real de- or the actual um, roster, and then you get your chance eventually. But I'm saying 
Uh, it's let's not act. Let's taper expectations here, people. It's not like because yeah, there's Trent not going to be. A, but I mean, they call themselves a developmental league for yeah. a reason. But I mean, it's something that's been needed because the practice squad guys they don't get a lot of time outside of running scout team. Yeah. I mean, once we finally, if 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 it turns into like NFL Europe and the NFL gets on board and like you're sending your fifth through seventh round picks, maybe this actually turns into a thing. NFL Europe, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I would I would be in favor of actually having active practice squad members from the previous year play mm-hmm. on the team and just be like, oh, yeah, he was on the Niners practice squad last year. He's doing this to stay in shape and get more film on – or, you know, more of his game on film so that way he can send it off to other teams mm-hmm. if the Niners don't want to bring him back. So, all right, uh, last up on the talking points, the NBA standings. Have you guys taken a look at these? If the playoffs started today, the Warriors LeBron would be out. Yes, the the Lakers would be out. They are only two games behind or three games behind the Clippers for the eighth seed. Uh, but coincidentally, they are tied with the Spurs. Uh, so the because Spurs Clippers tied uh, for seventh and eighth right now, or you know for like seventh place, I guess you'd say. And then the Kings are in ninth place, and the Lakers are in tenth. Um, the Western Conference is actually relatively close right now. You take a look, excluding the first three seeds, the Warriors, Nuggets, and the Thunder. You got the Trailblazers, who are six games back of the Warriors. You got the Ro- they're they're in the four seed. The Rockets are in the five seed, eight backs or eight games back of the Warriors. The Jazz at six are or the six seed are nine games back, and then you got the Spurs, Clippers, Kings, Lakers. Um, I don't know if the Lakers are going to make the playoffs because we still have twenty plus games left, so there's a lot of the season to unfold. But uh, right now, if I told you that Warriors, Nuggets, Thunder, Trailblazers, Rockets, Jazz, Spurs, and Clippers was going to be the Western playoffs. Is that even enough to make you tune in? Yeah, of course. Just because Charles Barkley's going to be. I was going to say, do you, <laughs> you like playoff basketball, right? I like playoff basketball a lot. Um, you seem like someone who kind of gets, like, lulled into, like, the like oh, it's regular season. Like, And I feel like most Warrior fans can be like that, where it's just like, okay, like we lost to the Rockets on Saturday, and Clay, I saw him post-game, was just like, okay, so they got us in the regular season right now, but last time I checked, we get him in the postseason when it matters, and it's just like, KD was pretty mad about that, though, at, at the shot he took at with uh, people asking about when Draymond's going to be back. I don't know if you saw that comment. No, I didn't. What let happened me, Let me dig it up really quick. All right, Flynn, what were you saying about the playoffs and playoff basketball with Charles Barkley? Oh, because there's the TNT crews on every night. That's why I like playoff basketball a lot. Those guys get no days off Yes, in the playoffs. it's like two months just straight NBA on TNT, on NBA or whatever the hell it's which called. I'm, which I'm all for, and I'm like, inject that into my veins oh. because those guys are awesome when you got Shaq, Ernie, um, Kenny, and Charles up there. But then, but then he was in he was in he was in peak Charles on a oh Thursday man, night. He was on fire. But then yeah, with the Jesse Smollett <laughs> thing. But then the conference. Santa Rosa boy, by the way. I know, yeah, yeah, that was crazy when I looked that up. But then like, the conference what? finals come around and then they're done and they're gone and it's just like oh man, like uh, that, that's that's when you're that, when that happens. That sounds like okay, when's football starting? <laughs> so I found like you overlook baseball completely like that. I mean, no, it's just it's just like this. Yeah, try it again one more time. When it comes to like lit watching stuff on television, and I mean the, the only other broadcast crew I like watching is sports. It's the Fox one with uh, Terry Bradshaw and all them. Oh, you like watching them? Oh yeah, that's like that's it's the best pregame. I They're think. better than CBS because CBS I think is just it tries to be too serious. Where Fox definitely has fun with the whole. Yeah, I watch a, I watch I watch a little bit of Fox. I've started just watching the fantasy football show on uh, ESPN like two because oh. I feel like they're not really forcing it and they're it's just it seems like a, a podcast type of flow which here's I here's the thing with yeah, if you're forcing it in the show then it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. here's the thing CBS with those NFL shows though, and this is where Inside the NBA is got it right. I mean, unfortunately, it, I mean it's one. Once a week, and 
I don't like how we only get those guys for, uh, you know, like 15 or so minutes before the first game. Then they pop in at halftime mm-hmm. for about five, ten minutes, and then you get, you know, they go post game trans- transitioning, and then you usually get them for about 40 minutes after the game, which is cool. Because I like, not only do I want them talking before, but I also want some post-game reaction, too. I want to know, like, what did you guys see compared to what did I mm-hmm. see? And then, of course, the jokes are an added bonus. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to I, football season, here's a secret, boys. you got to stay up late on Saturday night making sure that all your bets cash for college football. And then you don't even wake up until it's time, until 30 minutes before kickoff. So that way you can set your fantasy football lineups and you can get a quick shower in if you need before football mm-hmm. starts. Otherwise, you're like me, and you're just posted up there until the afternoon games start, and you're just like, all right, I'll shower then at 1. Like, you know. But I don't need the pregame shows. Like, unless I'm unless I'm dying for some fantasy news, which uh, the app tells me everything I need to yeah, know. You, so. And Schefter's really good. And, and Rap Sheet the night before on Saturday, they're around 9 or 10 p.m. They're, they're starting to tell who's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back, back to the KD thing. Yes. His quote was, uh, on Draymond's injury, he said he'll be back for the playoffs. That's the only thing we worry about here, right? That's what KD said. That's what KD said. I mm, know, uh, right? Now we start every comment by KD we all look at. An interesting little slight there. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. Enjoy New York. Well, he's gone. I don't. Uh, is he though? Is that like? Are we? We're definitely reading too much into that comment right now. That's the only thing we care about. I mean, at this point, yes. When you guys are the best team in the league. Like, yeah, just make the playoffs because I know you guys can turn it on mm-hmm. then. I'd like you guys to have a little bit of chemistry going in so it's not, like, figured out on the fly. Yeah. But I, I feel like the last couple of years, and this is kind of relaying on what Tim Kawakami's column was, is that he was very clear, like, when they pinned him on it, like, he said he'd be back. And this year he's been very vague about it. Mm-hmm. Add in his representation moving their office to New York. I, I don't t- know. Maybe I said, maybe we are looking too much into it. I said it, I, I said it last episode, and I don't want to. You know, I mean, Flan's already heard this hot take. It's not even really a hot takes, but um, you know, if you're KD, just show up for one more year, man. Just win four straight in a row. I mean, obviously, I'm writing off this year is like it's it's not even gonna happen. But it's just you show up for one more year, get your four straight championship, solidify yourself in the history books as part of the greatest team ever that won four straight championships because that hasn't been done since I believe Bill Russell's Celtics. Um, you've had a couple of dynasties go three straight, but then that kind of elevates you. And it doesn't put you on the same plane as the Celtics, but it puts you in that conversation with mm-hmm. them. And guess what? You're forever linked to that team, regardless of how you got there. And then it also gives the league an extra year, the water to find its level in the league, right? Mm-hmm. You've got all these – because really what's happening is the players signing these two-year deals with the, with the option to – you know, the yep. opt-out after the, after the one year. It's like, hello, if you guys stayed somewhere for three years and you gave the franchise some time to, to draft and, and put some pieces around you because they're cashing out to bring you out there in the first place, then maybe you'd have something. But you show up, things don't go how you want it to in the first three months, and you're just like, you know what, trade me. Or I don't know if I'm going to come back. And it's, I mean, I, I'm sounding like an old man yelling at this guy, but that's what's ruining the NBA. Is So if I'm KD, show up for one more year in Golden State, win another championship, let all the other pieces fall, find out where Kyrie goes. Find out where Kawhi goes. Uh, who are other free agents? If Clay's going to come back, yeah, if Dre's going to come back. Middleton. You know, all those guys. Well, Middleton. Are we going to glump him in there yeah, with all the should, big name free yeah, agents? Yeah, he should definitely be in there. Just because he's an all-star. No, as a 3 and D player, he's a legitimate guy that people are trying to find. He's right on that second tier. I mean, for what NBA teams that are – there's going to be a lot of teams with money. He's a guy that's going to get a fat deal. That's true. That's true. It'll be one of those contracts where next, people look back at it and be like, why did we pay him? He's exactly. He's going to be like what the when the Knicks miss out on their everything that like network on uh, – 
uh, the ringer jokes about. He's like, when we max out Chris Middleton and DeMarcus Cousins, but th- those guys are going to be in line because teams are going to be flush with max. I mean, Dallas is another team that's going to be struggling to try to get somebody. They got one more spot open. Well, they've got Porzingis. They've got Doncic. I mean, at that point, that's very that looks like a very attractive landing spot mm-hmm. for another guy to show up, at least for the next two or three years, because that's when Doncic's deal will expire, and then he'll get max money. Um, it's just... It's kind of it's it's funny to watch all this unfold, man. Like, who's the other? Uh, There's another team that I was thinking about about what they were gonna do. Oh, oh no, it was what happened is you might get shafted with a contract like Hassan Whiteside down in Miami, mm-hmm. where it's you're paying a guy five years, a hundred something million dollars, and you're getting absolutely little to no production uh, out of him. And then when you bench him, he complains about playing time. Then when you put him back in there, he goes back to being a bum. It's just. It's Why is it that that one year and a half where he just dominated? He, like he played Shaq. really. W- he played really well with LeBron and and D Wade and Bosh, and then he got. Why is it on the team when? I think he was. He was a rookie year. I think it was his rookie year. I believe you'd have to double check that, but I believe uh, it was his rookie year. Uh, and he was there. Or what had happened was, yeah, it had to be his. Ro- no, it wasn't his rookie year. He was definitely on the team because they wouldn't have given him max money, just out of nowhere. Because so he, he, he was on the he team, he fell in the draft, right? He and then he went to was it Sacramento where he started? No, I don't I don't know about that, but I know that that he was one of those pieces Pretty. that they looked at and they're like, we're gonna an- you're gonna be the anchor of the franchise now that we're post LeBron, and it never it hasn't worked out for him, and they've been saddled with terrible contracts ever since. So, all right, uh, do you have do you have the Hassan Whiteside information? I don't really. Okay. I mean, it's Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> okay, very valid point. All right, now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Oh, we're making Timmy wait for us on Whiteside. <laughs> and with that music, that means we welcome on friend of the show, Tim Brown. It's now time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Hit us with that. Brown bomb. Uh, today, Daniel Gibson hit the home run cycle in uh, college softball. Jeez, so uh, uh, a grand slam, three-run homers, two-run homer, one or a solo home run? Yep, for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Interesting. Now, are we um, – no, I don't want to – that's going to come across as sexist. Now, here's the stat of <laughs> the whole situation. is it, it has never been done before in Major League Baseball, but it has been done in Minor League Baseball by a guy named uh, Tyrone Horn in 1997. He also had a solo home run. Two run home run, three run home run, and a grand slam. And it was the double A team. Does anybody want to guess what where they came from? Like, do we have to guess the name of the double A team or just the major league affiliate? Can we guess, like, what, st- just what about like what state it's in? Or where they're from. Okay. Yeah, what state it's in. Is it American League or National League? I don't know. <laughs> it was in 97. The team's probably changed three times by now. 97. <laughs> is huh? it? Is it? Uh, uh, the Montreal Expos. Uh, it's, Car- it's one of the Carolinas. No. Damn, I got that gave me two. Flan, make your guess. Wait, before Flan no guess. guesses, All right. the, <laughs> the girl plays for Arkansas. Not Arkansas State, but Arkansas, the Razorbacks. Yeehaw, Arkansas, yeah. But we're saying, what was the what was the team that the guy did it for? Arkansas Travelers. Oh, okay. All right, makes sense. So there's just something in the water down there in Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, I want to – put my foot in my mouth for the comment that I was about to make being a possible sexist comment earlier. It is impressive that she did it in softball because I've heard it is hard to hit a ball that is rising up compared to a ball that is rising down, and that's just due to the angle of release when they're going underhand. Is that true or not, Tim? 
It's really hard to hit a fast pitch softball. I can mm-hmm. tell you from I was going to say, thank you. It's also really hard to hit a slow pitch one, too. I, <laughs> my first ever slow pitch at bat, I get in the batter's box at 19. I'm like, all right, let's rake. And I step in, I dig in, the delivery comes. Dude, let's go with the ball, and the ball hasn't even reached the apex of the flight. And, halfway. and I've already taken my step and squashed the bug, and I'm just like, oh, all right, need to reload. And I cock it back, and I swing, and I foul it off. So slow pitch, very hard. I can only imagine how hard fast pitch is. So it's very, very impressive, very that young difficult. lady. Yeah. Yep. Um, same with the uh, pitches rising down. That's very impressive. Rising down, rising down and falling up. Yes, very difficult. I'm not going to let you live that down, Jeff. <laughs> I will catch you right. every time. Um. All right. And now it is time for a little story from Tim Brown. He, we had the conversation on the phone while I was walking the dog last night. You called me. Uh, it was a post that he sent me, and uh, it's your Miami Hurricanes are taking recruiting to the next level. Yes. Um, Manny Diaz, there's a picture out there circling of him or his face with the turnover chain, the first one, the U, instead of Sebastian, superimposed on uh, – I can't remember. I guess it's Al Pacino who did Scarface, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I've never seen it, so... Um, Whoa! Huge movie, buff, huge movie buff over here. But it's his face <laughs> in the turnover chain superimposed on Al Pacino's face for Scarface, and I think he's starting to live up to that hype a little bit. I don't... Yeah, well, for sure. For those of you that are not privy to this uh, story, it was a Nike coaching clinic in Orlando. Willie Taggart and his whole Florida State staff were there. Florida State is sponsored by Nike. Yes, yes, They yes. were doing a clinic, and then the FSU staff was going to break out into little sessions, depending on your position, for these high school recruits. A bunch of high school recruits from Florida were all invited. Um, Manny Diaz hears about this, and the U is sponsored by Adidas, so they show up to the Nike event with a bunch of Adidas gear, rent out the room next to it, and start passing out beer to the parents and have a full-on party that uh, breaks out next to the FSU thing. Uh, so next thing they knew, all the kids that showed up for the FSU thing started moving over to the Miami Hurricanes thing. So just a little bit of recruiting trolling 101 nice. there. Uh, Tim, I want to uh, focus on something that you just uh, – a, a brown bomb of a unique proportion that you just dropped on us. You've never seen Scarface? No. Oh, my. Have you seen at least the ending scene to Scarface? Is that where he's in the bathtub or whatever? Oh, he falls into the pool. Spoiler alert. No, not that one. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. What are some other movies that you've never seen now that it's uh, Oscar season? What are some like high-profile movies that everybody hypes up that you haven't seen? Reservoir Dogs. Oh! Yeah, I'm with you. I haven't seen Reservoir what? Dogs. What? Yeah, I'm in. What? Yeah. Any of the new Star Wars? Wait, I've what was the one? Any of the new Star Wars. No, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, you can't. Boo. Uh, I don't I don't see the yeah I don't see the last one though. Yeah, I'll Tim. give you the pass on that Tim. But the Reservoir Dogs, oh my goodness! I right. won't give you a pass on, but yeah. Uh, but I the haven't last seen one. any of the Dark Knight movies. No. Yeah, Dark Knight's incredible. None, None of those Batman movies. None of them. Don't care. I haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? That is... Nope. I have. I seen fall Lord asleep. Of the Rings, and yeah. I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings. Huge. I watched huge, all of them huge. in theater. Or should I say theater? Yeah. Are you spelling it R E or E R? I don't spell. Okay. Whatever the phone says. About, Patri- <laughs> about Patriot. Which one? The Patriot with Mel Gibson. No. <laughs> what? what about what? uh? What's the other one? Was the other one? Uh, Braveheart. Mm, yeah, a long time ago. I don't really remember it. I was gonna say that's yeah, for me too. I I, I saw Braveheart on Netflix one night and just I was like in and out of falling asleep with it and I did, I'm you know I vaguely remember it. 
Oh my let's, goodness. Let's, I want to hear some more that people are just going to be shocked and appalled by. How about have you seen Jaws? No, actually, I've never really? seen Jaws. What about yeah, Jaws? What about Jaws three? What? No. What? So then that that Taken. rules out Jaws two. Taken. Yeah. Sharknado. Oh. I've seen all the Sharknados. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Wrong type of shark. Movie. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Uh, Even better one was the Shawshank movie. Redemption. God Godfather. No, I haven't seen any of the Godfathers. What about Godfather three? Oh, okay, so you answer that. I've not seen a single one of the Godfathers. Pulp Fiction. Yes, I've seen Pulp Fiction. Okay. Uh, Rocky Three. No. What about another Tarantino film? Jackie Brown. No. Oh, that's a great one. That's about drug smuggling. Uh, Howard the Duck. I haven't seen any of the Rockies all the way through either. Really? Okay. Tim, we're about to hang out with you. Thank you for stopping by. None of the the new ones either. I haven't seen any of the Creed movies. The Creeds are not important, but the Rocky... I'm saying you got to at least see Rocky 1 through 4. Why? Because, man, it's I mean it's cheesy films from the 80s, but it's just, they're iconic. They're yeah, I feel like it's just like Star Wars. I don't need to watch it because I've heard people quote the whole damn movie. I was going to say, there's a bunch of one-liners. I don't care about it. It's That's great. Cool. If he dies, he dies. Blue, whatever, I don't care. You need to see Luke get off of Tatooine. The Patriot, the Patriot was, eh, okay, have you seen The Last Samurai? That was a Tom Cruise, white guy in Japan. <laughs> I have uh can't remember. I think I did see it, but it's not memorable. That's a great. Memorable, you gotta see that one. The memorable part about that is the uh, Paul Mooney on Chappelle show when he's doing the movies thing. And he oh says, God. Is it? And that thing was fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to look it up and play it on the show because I'm not gonna repeat it. But it is fucking hilarious. Favorite Chappelle show skit. Oh, the, For me, the racial draft. There's no the such thing. Really good. Oh, you you like them all equally? I mean, how do you put the racial draft above Tyrone Biggums? The racial draft is so out of pocket. That's why, because of just the the that or the player haters player, ball. Yeah, player haters. That's ball, a good right, one right. too. And I feel like all the player hater ball, player haters ball, and um and the racial draft are like grade A top shelf. And then you could put the, you could lump the rest of them as like one A or something. You know whoa, what I'm saying? Whoa, whoa. What about the black white supremacists? Oh man, that was a, such a great way to kick off Chappelle's show. They're great, That's the man. But first one of those. Oh, I was in tears. I will I will die on this hill. It might be an unpopular opinion, but I believe that those are the two best skits: are the racial draft and um, and the other one I've already forgot. They're both <laughs> great. The player haters ball. Player haters ball. That's oh, right. Yeah, My bad. Sorry. There's. I, I'm looking at two different screens right now. Overstimulated. Oh, I don't know. Rick James. Humble brag. Prince. I mean, that's more Charlie Murphy telling the stories, but that the way was, that was yeah. a the good way he. Too. I mean, I mean yeah. the way he played Prince. Fuck your couch. <laughs> Game. Or what about blouses. Uh, death? And they were making fun of Sesame Street with the. <laughs> I can't remember what the oh guy's name was, but. Why are you such a grouse? I live in a garbage can. Yeah, bitch, I live in a trash can. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, yeah, there was some, there was some good. There's a, I mean, you're right. To a degree, all the Chappelle Show skits were just on a whole other level. But if you have to rank them against themselves, that's where it gets kind of difficult. Flan, you're yes. very quiet right now. Do you, do you not watch Chappelle Show growing up? I didn't watch any Chappelle Show growing up. <gasps> yeah, you got to YouTube that, man. I know the Clayton Bigsby Okay. You've also got to look up in living color. It was uh, it was a it's little bit hilarious. a little bit before our time, but it was Jim Carrey with the with the Wayans brothers, and they have a skit that would it is so mm-hmm. like it could never be run again 
and I'm talking about the handyman skit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim's laughing because he knows. Oh, I forget which Wayne brother it is, but he dresses up in the superhero, but he's mentally handicapped, and that's the whole shtick <laughs> is that he's a you know uh. superhero. So um, it's just it's hilarious, and it could never be done again. But what's it, Tim? What's his little sign off when he goes to do the super music like? so nowadays it's Offensive. so horrible but <laughs> back when people actually could take jokes and it was funny it was funny or jim carrey is the fire chief yeah fire, fire, fire marshal bill. bill yeah fire, yeah my bad fire marshal bill but yeah those are so great oh dude just it was amazing all right uh tim any Let's other so I want to hear your hip hop knowledge real fast. Can you tell me what the intro theme to Chappelle Show was? Oh, nice. No, it was. If you a, know the song and the artist, it was a Dead Prez. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, hip hop. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dead Prez. Good job. To the hip. Speaking of uh, actor, uh, uh, movies we were talking about earlier. Dead presidents. And um, hip hop. The video surfaced. And every time the Oscars come around, this video pops up of when uh, when uh, was it was it uh. Something Mafia was that one rap group? Three six, oh, three, six winning. And that was awesome. Won, yeah, they won. They won the uh, Oscar. And they got running out. We had the Oscar and the chains and everything. QCJ <laughs> man, so, so cool. geek to be at the Oscar. Was it George Clooney? They were shouting out. They were, They just started naming random <laughs> celebrities. He's one of the very. He's one of the very few out there to have a Grammy and an Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that puts. I mean, you know, and that's amazing. Uh, that he, I mean, it's all based off his music, but he's done it rapping off of five different things. Like, the only, mm-hmm. the same five things. Money, cars, clothes, hoes, and weed. <laughs> like, or just drugs. But, um... He won the Grammy for the, for Hustle and Flow too, right? The soundtrack, that's what, or I think, yeah, that's what he got. He got the that's Oscar and the Grammy that year. Yeah, that's... Right. Unprecedented. So. Yes. I just remember that, uh... Glow in the dark looking skull hoodie that he had on. Oh my God. Dude, that it looked like he got from like Hot Topic or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or what was the other? What was that other mall? Uh, Spencer's. That other that other store in the mall that was like kind of gothy punk. Brookstone. Brookstone. <laughs> Shout out Brookstone. That's where he got his razor scooter. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, Tim. Any more? unpopular or shocking movie opinions that you should hold before we bid you adieu and we'll see you at episode 69 movie i mean what do you want me to say i don't know is just another movie that you could say off the top of your head that you haven't seen that you that maybe a movie that you haven't seen but you're willing to see uh, not one where you're just like i'm over it because everybody's already mouth off everything to me you know mouth all the i, I can't really think of any like classics right. or any movie nailed the dismount so. Uh, uh, hey, how about this for dismount? All the Star Wars are overrated. They all fucking suck. Wow. Ooh, that's such a bad take. Okay. No wonder Kershaw's hurt. I was going to ask you about <laughs> that, but now I don't even want to. Oh, my goodness. Yep, hurt just bad like bumping your shoulder after he crashes dirt bike. That's uh, fine. We're not paying him $90 million or whatever man. the hell you guys are paying him. Speaking of the contract discussion you guys had about what you can and cannot do during your contract. <laughs> hey, we didn't take I got money. This great idea. Got my guy. He's like my guy, Monte Ellis. What did he do? What did Monte Ellis You didn't do? hear what Monte on the moped? No. Yeah, Monte. So Monte, uh, when he was, I think during the season, he was on a moped, and he stopped and he tried to turn on the moped, and he broke his leg. Mm. And so he nice. kind of covered it up, but he told the truth. They suspended him, took money. That pretty much 
ended his relationship with the Warriors. That was like Jeff Kent when he got yeah, Jeff Kent riding too. a motorcycle and said, nope, broke it washing my buddy's truck. Oh, okay. Must Fell have been, off a ladder. Must have been a very tough truck. So maybe that uh, Kent went to the Dodgers, right? He went, Well, a couple of years after. Maybe this, this will lead to Bumgarner being <laughs> a Dodger in a couple of years. Oh, boy. No, last I heard, San Diego's going to be hot and heavy on him next season when he becomes a free agent. Okay, it's Bumgarner and you know, Atlanta. I don't Atlanta's the one I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This might be unpopular opinion, but let the Padres have him because after the playoff run with the Giants, how much does he have left in the tank? I don't know what he really has left in the tank in general. I, I'm actually intrigued to see how he does this season. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's the biggest question. He hit a guy in the head today. Nice. Really? Yeah, I hope his velo- was his velocity high when he did it. Uh, I think it was like 93. Oh, so. oh good yeah. sign. There you go. So Almost wait, so so the serious question before I I don't even want to ma- I, you know I didn't even hear your Star Wars take. I'm gonna pretend that didn't exist. <laughs> but what is the what is your level of concern with Kershaw though? I'm not. You, is He's it precautionary? He's throwing again. He's already throwing again today. Okay, so you're not too worried. How many about years? It. How many no. years has he been in the league now, Tim? Hmm. 10 or 11. I know this is going to be his ninth straight opening day start this year. He's already gotten the nod for opening day. so. Oh, I mean, of course, that's a no-brainer. It's a question mark after you saw what Walker Buehler did last year, but I mean, but I don't it, know I mean, how much. I don't know if you're really paying attention to baseball last season because I don't know what else was going on in your life. Besides me punching you in the face repeatedly. Yeah, twice so that, a week. Was, that was a fun stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those days. That was. Fun. I got a couple shots in for the record, a couple, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, fine. <laughs> I could just squash that. No, yeah, it kind of happened. Yeah, you did. You hit me a couple times. That's cool. I was I was paying attention, but I'm just saying from a name name standpoint, like of course Kershaw would get the nod. He's either going to be a number one or a number two for the Dodgers this year. My thing is, we talk about NFL running backs only having like a a shelf life of like six to eight years tops i think that's what you can expect from a pitcher too like the fact that you've got him that you've got him now going into his 12th season and he's still somewhat producing granted he doesn't do it on the stages that you know that you want him to but he produces for the most part like that's that's pretty good you know and i'm and that's when i'm reaching that point with Bumgarner right now as a giants fan where i'm just like i've appreciated all that you've done but i understand that we are on the back nine of your career now like we have we have teed off on the back nine, and I think uh, uh, Dodger fans come to that conclusion with Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, they should. I said, speak for the entire fan base right now, please. They should. I don't know. I think gone are the days of the Greg Maddox, Randy Johnson, and these guys that are going to give you close to 200 innings every year for, you know, a 15, solid 16 years, 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And that's just the way that baseball's going nowadays. We need the power pitchers. We need them to blow their arms out, get Tommy John, then blow their arms out again half the second time. <laughs> and then see if the third time they can last on just long enough. But, yeah, there's no, no more finesse in pitching. No, there really isn't, and it's stupid to me. There, you got, like, that kid Hunter Green who's fresh out of high school throwing 103. It's stupid. What's going mean, to happen? What, where is he going to be, though, in that four years? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's in high school right now throwing, 100, throwing triple digits. I'm just – I'm concerned – if he doesn't take care of his body, what's going to happen in three to four years? I'll be like, hey, take off two miles off your fastball. No, 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 no. He might still be throwing like hey, 99, but miles. he could be very injury prone. He's, th- I, he's throwing gas, though. I think a lot of people are going to be injury prone coming up nowadays. Yeah. That's just the way the game's progressing. And it's just like in football. You see more and more knee and ankle injuries before when. Well, that's a different reason, in my opinion. But you just see all these different injuries because people are getting bigger, faster, stronger, and the bodies are not built to do 
certain things. You're not supposed to be 225 pounds of solid muscle, stop on a dime, run 4-6 for 40 yards, and then stop again and and move. laterally, just, laterally cut for half a second, right, and expect the yeah. body to just keep <laughs> up with it. God. You're not supposed to be able to do that, yeah. but hey, man, as but long it's as, okay. As long as the bodies are there, they're gonna use them, you know. <laughs> and they will be. Yeah, we like, all know they will be. Much like war. All right. Well, thank you, Tim. We will get back with you on uh, Sunday, episode 69. So make sure you have a couple of great, great stats of the day for us there. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I'll see if I can't. Find some people that wore number 69 throughout the years. Mm, there you uh, go. Jared Allen. No, Brock right. Lesnar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay. Good job. Maybe <laughs> someone not affiliated with the Minnesota Vikings franchise. How about that? Okay, give me Mike McGlinchey. <laughs> there. McGlinchey had some stupid tweet out the other day. Did anybody see that? Oh, it, was bad. that? it was a bad tweet. It was a terrible take on movies, as we were talking about him. He like, said, most overrated movies. Pulp Fiction was on his top three. I was ready to punch him through. I Twitter. wasn't happy about Lebowski. I wouldn't have landed. There. Oh, the big Lebowski, yeah, too. Tim, have you seen the big Lebowski? No. Oh, my goodness. I kind of don't blame you on Lebowski because it is a long movie that sometimes it, it took two or three viewings for me to really enjoy it. A yeah, long I, movie. I watched it twice because I liked it so much. Rebaked? No. Yes. Pepper him with about. a couple more movies real quick before we bid him adieu. Off the top of your head right now, movies that you like that are critically acclaimed that he made. Passion of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> any any Kevin have you seen, Smith well, Have movie. you seen that Mel Gibson movie or no? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> What's something really? Oh, Avatar? No. I haven't, seen, oh, I haven't actually haven't seen it either. Oh, uh, you've seen, uh, what's the uh, Quentin Tarantino one? Uh, Django? Yeah, I saw Django. That was good. Okay. That, was, that was good. What about the Hateful Eight? The, not all the way through. I mm. fell asleep. Any of the, kill, any of the kill Bills? Either both of them. The yeah. yeah. You haven't seen both of them? I have seen both of them. Oh, okay. I was going to say, about, dude, that's when I fell in love with Lucy Inception? Lou. Inception, no. Inception, I had to watch three times. No joke. I had to watch it three times to understand it. You I'll tell you a funny thing. So I went and saw a movie. Do you remember uh, Nolan Formway from high school? Yes. So There's a very inside conversation right now for you guys. He's a kid that was younger, a year younger than us in high school. He is a cool kid. but uh, <laughs> Cool uh, kid. It was. Cool kid club. Um, yeah, it was me, uh, a guy who Jeff and I know him, Will Hanley, and Nolan went to go see Inception. Uh, we had no idea what this movie was about. We just uh, we went there to see a different movie, and that was sold out too. So all right, let's just see this one. Do you remember what movie it was? I remember now. Okay. But it's just we're like, okay, this is a Christopher Nolan. He did Batman. Let's go see it. I we had no idea that it was about this whole dream thing or whatever the hell was going on. Dreams so, inside of dreams inside of dreams. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, literally five minutes in, I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? Because I think the beginning of the movie was like he wakes up out of his dream into another dream into another dream. And I was like, what the hell is going on with this movie? I really like the South Park episode where they made fun of that, where it's just like, oh, you're in the <laughs> second dream realm? Now you need firefighters. Why do we need firefighters? Because they have ladders. Like, it just, nothing made sense, but it was actually, it was very well done. One of the better movies that nobody really has, nobody has really seen. Tim. One, even, even like other people haven't seen it. It's uh, it's called um, Whiplash. Tim, have you seen Whiplash? Oh, have you seen it? No, I've been wanting to see Whiplash. It's with J.K. Simmons yeah. and. Uh, Ooh, I like J.K. Simmons. Yeah, it's really Who? well done. JK, uh, the guy from uh, Spider-Man that did the whole uh, he was a newspaper. newspaper newspaper editor from Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, I saw no. that was nominated right for an Oscar. Oh man, yeah. right. And then I, I remember seeing it, and did I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then I was like, it just fell off. It literally is one of the best movies I've ever Tim, seen. Tim, did you see Bird Box? No. 
Okay, I was going to say, if you watch Bird Box, J.K. Simmons is in that, and he's the old man. That's Borat. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. That's a different guy. My bad. Oh. It's not J.K. Simmons. Oh, my God. Did I see Borat? Yes, I saw Borat. Uh, Bruno. Oh, Bruno. Which one? Bruno. Bru uh, Sasha Baron Cohen film. Another one where he trolls <laughs> America. That was so funny. That, that one was over the, the top. funniest yeah. movie I've ever seen. That's visually the funniest movie. I was, on the, I was movie. on the ground laughing. Uh, that Mateo, movie. Mateo, can you look movie. up the cast of Bird Box? It's really bothered me that I don't. Actually, I'll do it. Is it Julia? Okay, I do. Julia Roberts was the no. big one, right? No? Who's the who's the lady in it that I'm getting mixed up? Um, I thought it was Julia Roberts. Sandra Bullock. Oh, well, then, okay, it's about the same. I got, I got the uh, the old white man so, confused in there. I don't feel so bad. It's uh, John Malkovich. That's what oh, it is. That's yeah. in there. I mix, I missed, I miss, uh, confused John Malkovich oh. for J.K. Simmons. You ever see Con Air, Timmy? No. Great. Oh, he, movie. Yeah, he's great in that. <laughs> Fantastic. That's a. Um, I guess I'm just a horrible person because no. like the movies that I've seen is just like I actually the most recent movie that I watched was. Uh, the third Matrix movie. No, not not bad. Not a bad choice. Yeah. Have you seen well, Warriors? No. Oh, bro. Warriors. <laughs> no, I'm like don't, don't give a shit. No, I'm like that with TV. People try to talk TV watched, with uh, me. High School Musical. <laughs> High School Musical. No. Land Before Time. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Do about not those. talk smack about the Land Before <laughs> Times. All right. Brave, Brave Little Toaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen that one. Is it Five? Goes west. Yeah. What's the uh, movie wait, wait, where wait. the kid's riding like the giant dog through the sky or something like that? Oh, like, ugh, God, dude, I never saw that movie, but it was like he rides like a E.T.? No, well, E.T., yeah, you've got to have seen mm. E.T. Tim, you seen E.T.? No. Jesus. All right, this is getting discouraging. <laughs> the Goonies? Happy Oscars. Princess Bride? Yes, I've seen the... Not the Princess Bride. Bride. I've seen the Goonies. Magic Mike? <laughs> 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 it took me four viewings to understand that movie. <laughs> Magic Mike? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it's a joke. <laughs> Jesus. It took me four viewings to understand Magic Mike. <laughs> I just watched it for the technique. All right, Tim. Uh, we'll see you again on Sunday, all right? Sounds good. Oh, or how about Wednesday? Can I be on that episode? Or oh, Wednesday. My bad, my bad. I, You know, I said when I started off this episode, I said, or I said something about Wednesday, and it's really Sunday, and all the days are just kind of melting together now. Nice. Well, it's being old. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank so you. I was, that's true. With open arms. It's right. not that bad. Well, in May, I'll be closer to, I'll officially be closer to 30 than I am to 20, so. That's great. That's uh, I'm closer to 40 than I am to 21, so oh. how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I'll reach out. Rude to ask a man his age. I'm 31. I'll oh. be 32 this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. me, me and you are the yeah. same. Yeah, I'll be 32 as well. Hmm. Exciting. Yeah, so great. What are you guys doing talking to us? One step closer to 40. We are your last vestiges of your youth. Yeah. You can vicariously yeah, live what? through us. Yeah, that's why, I talk to you about, that's why I talk to you guys about rap, then I feel young. <laughs> little I'm Uzi like, boy. Yeah, I was like, tell, yeah tell, me, tell me about one of the little rappers. <laughs> little Wayne? The one with the well, the one with the face tats. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah. Does he have a teardrop? Oh. <laughs> All right, Tim. Oh, speaking, speaking of 90s rappers, I hope you guys talk about Jaw Rule today. Uh, we, will, we will be talking about Jaw Rule in a little bit. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the uh, teaser. Favorite. Something for you to look forward to now. Favorite Jaw Rule song. What would I Much do with love my baby? God <laughs> <to> do <it. laughs> All right, Tim. Gentlemen. Goodbye. Have a great night, bye Tim. Bye bye. Bye, Tim. Bye guys. Take care. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Losers, 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 losers. Winners and losers for this episode of the Cohort Sports Report. 
Um, speaking of which, I want to transition right here. You got, you were talking about Monte Ellis. You brought him up, Mateo, with uh, with Tim. Do you remember when Monte got hurt? Actually, this is for you too, Flan, because you're a Warrior fan. Do you guys remember when Monte got hurt and came back fully blasted, two sleeves of tattoos? Yeah. Like, that, what did you do? Um, what, what were you doing during your injury st- or your DL trip? I think what other players have done that where they've come back with just inked, man. Like, just full sleeves up on the neck and everything. Yeah. J.J. Reddick's close to being in that same because I, I didn't think he was, like, as sleeved with as he the, was. With the sleeve. Yeah. yeah. The one, the shooting sleeve, mm-hmm. the natural tatted shooting sleeve. All right. Uh, so yeah, winners and losers. Did you guys see Don Nelson at the uh, honoring those Warriors honored the We Believe team? Yes. No. Maybe so. Flynn? I saw he smokes a lot of weed. Now. There you <laughs> go. That's what I was yes. looking for. Excellent contribution. Um, did you see? I'll, yeah. What are your thoughts on Nelson post retirement right now, Flynn? Give me. Him. Uh, he looked like a changed man for the better. At peace with his inner soul. Does look like there's a lot of uh, Pilates and some yoga on the side <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Yeah, with the hits, gibber in his mouth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he hits that marijuana. He looked like he raided Keith David's uh, wardrobe <laughs> with the black turtleneck and the gold chain. Yeah, you know you know, you know, who I'm talking about, Keith David? The, he sounds familiar. He's, the, um, he's the, the black guy who's got the super dark voice, and he, he voices, um, damn it, he's in Saints Row. He's in a bunch of movies. But, uh, yeah, if you saw a picture of him, I'm sure you'd recognize who he was. Just Google Keith David. Oh, Keith and David. he just he, he rocks like a cane. He's got the Samuel L. Cool J or Samuel L. Cool J. Jesus Christ, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, Kangle, you know. Oh yeah. Look, yeah. You know Keith David? No. Does that does that face ring a bell now, Flan? No. Not okay. Really, if you heard really. the voice, it would. Anyway, that's what uh, Don Nelson sure. reminded me of. Is that he he looked like the the white Keith David right there. He looked like the wa- like the memes you see of like what I look like on you know LinkedIn versus what I am on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was uh, Don Nelson is just got the Dripping. ready for the weekend vibe. I really want somebody to hire him now, and I just hope that's his look. You know, I was bringing up, I was trolling originally when you were br- talking about your mm-hmm. uh, Bay Area sports coaches, uh, Mount Rushmore, and I threw Tom Sula in there. But when I threw Don Nelson in there for Nelly Ball, like I was being somewhat, I was, you know, kind of facetious. But uh, I liked your reply. You were the one who kind of put me onto this news where you're just like, all right, now this is solidified. Yeah, that, that's yeah, right that got him in. Even uh, if he's not Jimmy on the, T. even if he's not on the main four, he'll be he'll be like the little fifth face right there that's hanging off the side of the cliff. In terms of like Bay Area coaches, like Jimmy T, when he was I was coaching the first Don Nelson. Not I know, Jimmy but but oh. but like Jimmy T, the way he was with the zip down and he had the chest hair out, and the way Nelly looked, like those two for like weirdest Bay Area looking Tom coaches. Tom like, looked like mind. a guy that was just slugging meatball subs down in the parking lot in his whatever kind of car he had before <laughs> the game, and then he's just like, "All right, let's go play football," you know? And it's just like, "Oh my goodness," but yeah. So Don Nelson, we're gonna give him the the win. He's a winner. W winner. W. He's been doing a lot of he's been doing a lot of winning on the side. Um, but yeah, good for Don Nelson. Glad to see that he's still alive and kicking it. He got leather skin, nice color out there in a uh, uh, olive leather skin though, because you could tell he looked he looked like somebody he looked who baked. does he does go out there, <laughs> inside and out. Yeah. So, I also right. liked him taking a shot at never having a center. Yeah, I liked Steven, but I like Steven Jackson's response. Oh, Steven was, like, was good. Yeah, yeah and Steven and Jared. Jason Richardson Ooh. is just like, oh, man, it's legal now. You know, it's, yeah, what is up with Nelly saying? More illegal now than it's ever been. It's just like, well, I mean, kind of, sort of true, but people have just done it, Nelly. All right. And then, yeah, when he said that he's never done it while he'd been coaching or playing, I'm calling BS on that because I remember Steven Jackson. I don't remember exactly what show it was on. It might have been The Herd. It might have been The Jump. 
uh, it might have been another basketball show related show but he was talking about how him baron davis and don nelson all lit up a blunt one time after they had passed the final drug test on the league calendar because there was a certain amount of times that you as a player would get drug tested and uh, they lumped them together with teams and it was random but you could only get drug tested so many times so after after that last time that they had been tested and everybody passed the three of them shared a blunt together so i'm calling bs on that story (laughs) all right did you guys see uh the stadium series that was yesterday. I believe it was the Penguins and the Flyers. I don't remember exactly where they were playing. I'm not always a big fan of this. Um, we can talk about we can when we bring on our hockey guys. Good we can, PR. We could talk about it. Good PR. But did you see Gritty streaking? Did you see the video of Gritty streaking? And oh. the mascot just takes off his clothes and goes running. Yeah. Security eventually gets him. Weirdest thing about Gritty is he's an orange little blob, hairy little blob, whatever he is. He looks like one of those things from. Um, it's grit. From the uh, what you would call what commercials where they do cricket commercials, the cricket wireless commercials, mm-hmm. he has like a, a blue turquoisey belly button, and it's very <laughs> off-putting and gross. It's just it like the big googly eyes I can deal with, the hair everywhere in the hockey helmet, but then you just get this butthole-looking uh, belly button that's just blue right in the center of the costume, and I'm just what what is that? Could you imagine being with their marketing team and they draw and you're like, what the hell's that? Right? Like, like don't worry. We're, you... Don't worry. We're going to put a jersey on over it. Okay, but then you go to do a stunt like this and you're just like, oh, that's right. His butthole uh, belly button's right there. Someone's ready for episode 69. Jeez. Yeah. Well, so That's yeah. in a week from today, right? Nope. That's next. That's on Wednesday. This and, one, oh, that's right. It is. That's right, and, that's right. I mean, you could say technically that this is episode 69 because we did the draft special, which was its own episode, but I count that as, like, its own mm-hmm. little sub thing. Yeah. So I'm not really going to count it. But, yes, episode 69, noise, will officially air on Wednesday. We'll be doing that. I don't know if Cousin John's coming through for that. I, I talked to him about it. I said, you don't want to miss the big one, the biggest show we might ever do. The big one. The big one. All right, so Gritty gets the W because we're talking about hockey. Um, but, yeah, his belly button is really, really gross, man. All right, uh, next up on the winner's loser's list, you guys tell me if he's a winner or not. Brad Keselowski won the race today at Atlanta Motor Speedway. With the flu. Oh, he had his Jordan game. I was gonna say, does uh, this is Jordan it Jordan racing yeah, game? Right? Does that does that account for the? Uh, does that is that great? Is that impressive that he was able to drive you know a couple hundred miles with the flu? I've heard it being inside one of those cars is awful during those races. Very hot. You ever see yeah. their forearms? No, I haven't seen their forearms. They're, they're huge because really? they're like just oh, that's yeah, right. they're yeah, gripping. Smart, yeah. And the the steering that's wheel. Insane. So imagine you got ten and two like a regular steering mm-hmm. wheel. So they're, they're, they're not in there like, you know, like just yeah, that's, that's the way I'd be driving. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying imagine. Well, they got to shift. So they'll, they'll take cruise. their hand up. But I'm saying that the steering wheel is oriented in a fashion as such because uh, it's actually you go 10 and 2 and then turn your turn your hands. This is for anybody listening. Good racing knowledge. Well, I'm just saying you uh, my dad's a huge NASCAR fan. So like I've heard this before. <laughs> um, but yeah, you take it while they're going down the straightaways. It's left hand on top at the 12, and then you got your right hand at 6 because you spend so much of the race turning mm-hmm. that when you go to turn, it turns your hands to 10 and 2, or, you know, to 9 and 3, if you will, and you're able to have better control of the steering wheel. So when they're going down the straightaways, their steering wheel is crooked, but they're still driving straight. It's just the way they have it screwed on there because they're going to be spending so much time doing Damn. this. And just do that. Just crank your arms back and forth like that and then feel it on your shoulders and you're shifting. Now, I'm saying it's somewhat of an athletic achievement, but at the same time, it's still very redneck to just be like, my car goes faster than yours. 
At least the way they do it. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, there's racing in Europe where it's not nearly as redneck, but. I guess I'd be impressed if it was a stomach flu that he had to drive through. What kind of flu was it? Right? No, I don't know. That's oh, what I was saying. Yeah. Like, if it was like a stomach flu. What if he was just shitting himself the right? entire time? Right, he's wearing time. a diaper. Yeah, just, oh, God, guys. Throw a bucket. <laughs> guys, we got a victory lane, but I need to really stop <laughs> off in the trailer real quick. Do we have a backup flame retardant suit? Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be nuts. I, I can only imagine the amount of fluid that you lose. I, that's what I'm saying. You probably don't have to go to the bathroom at all during the race mm-hmm. like you're because just you're sweating. just sweating it out the entire time. But All right, so I'm going to say Kozlowski is a winner for yeah, that. Winner. Is it a winner? Okay. Well, he literally won, so yeah, we'll just say winner. All right, next on the winners-losers list, we have the Nationals stating that they have moved on from Bryce Harper. They've officially moved on from Bryce Harper. They don't expect to re-sign him. It's cool wherever he goes. They're cool with it. I could have told you this when free agency started. Because Bryce Harper had moved on from the Nationals, so the Nationals just need to move on from He Bryce sure Harper. doesn't want to move on to the Phillies, though. This is a loss for the Nationals. They're losing. I'm I'm not really buying into the Harper hype, but he is a he's a talent, but I don't say I don't think he's as talented as his people hype him up to be. Right? He's an above average player. No, he's more than that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We've we've already gone through that. we've already done this argument. Yeah, give me a two forty nine batting average, right? You're yeah, above lazy average. stats. Okay. <laughs> Um. So yeah, he's, he's like Russell. Will- he's like Russell Westbrook and James Harden. <laughs> that, that, they, that'll get you. That's where you're lumping them oh, in. Oh man, uh, don't get me started on the Russell Westbrook <laughs> take. I, yeah, you saw my little Twitter feud. I we mean, they got Soto. I, I think them having Soto makes them at least winners there. At least they have somebody that could replace s- Harper. Oh, okay. I was gonna say then another big name for the Nationals. They still have Strasburg. Yeah, they still got Strasburg. Okay. They got Zimmerman had a bounce back year. I mean, he's not what he was Ooh, like three years ago. <laughs> All right, next up on the winners-losers list, we have Megatron. Calvin Johnson is reportedly opening up a medical marijuana dispensary Woo. in Michigan. Oh, love that. You want to say the mic? Love that. Okay. <laughs> Especially after your weekend this year. Yeah, Cheech and Chong up in Chico, huh? Uh, not me. Yeah, it was you. You said you ended up in the house. You incriminated yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how. I was under the influence of alcohol and then under the influence of marijuana. I was raped. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 bro. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is a win for Megatron, we just saved to say. Nice. I mean, you know, it's yeah. just kind of funny how NFL players get into the business like that. And it's just like, well, you know. What was that line from the office, Kelly? You can't just say you're raped and all your problems go away. <laughs> from the office. Another, another show that could not be made in today's climate. Parks and Rec would have a better chance of doing it. I still but think The Office would be made. Maybe not episode uh, the season opener of episode three with Oscar. That <laughs> one, that <laughs> one actually, they were they it was playing it was playing in the background, and then I, <laughs> I went back home and rewatched it, and I was like, wow, I was like, wow, this is one I, I there love. There was so the much sexual harassment in but The I, Office, I, but I think people get get the joke of what Michael Scott was though. Oh yeah, I, I think, <laughs> the I think they would get through. I remember Todd Packer. Oh whammy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Packer was hilarious. Uh yeah, so I it definitely cannot be. Made. But yeah, um, that's a good one. It's a win for win for uh, Calvin Johnson. All right, next up on the winners losers list, this is a triple triple uh, winner loser list here. We got to pitch into this. So the Milwaukee Bucks were playing the Minnesota Timberwolves, and for some reason they decided that great halftime entertainment would be Jaw Rule. And I don't know how big Jaw Rule's fan base is in Milwaukee, but there's a clip of him going to hype up the crowd and nobody's responding uh you know to be fair it's halftime so they're probably at the bathroom at the concession stand or just checking their phone or dreaming about like having chris middleton on your team right <laughs> or just thinking about what it'd be like to not have jaw rule trying to shove his music down your throat um so yeah jaw rule was performing in front of the fans didn't get much of a reception 
uh, Giannis actually came out during his performance <laughs> and just that started shooting was awesome. at halftime to warm up. He said he had nothing. He didn't want anything to do with his performance. And then the T-Wolves went and trolled Ja Rule by posting what he posted about the fire festival, saying, like, I, too, was hoodwinked, duped, and, and what else. But the, the T-Wolves did that. Then Ja Rule goes and tries to pull a little B and supposedly curses the T-Wolves for 30 years. Jaw Rule, I don't know if you've been paying attention or not. The T-Wolves have had KG, Kevin Love, and now Derrick Rose. Jimmy Butler stopped by for a cup of coffee. They had Andrew Wiggins. That team has already been cursed for 30 years. They're in the middle of a 30-year curse, for for God's sakes, all right? So you're going to slap it on for another 30? But, uh, yeah, the Internet reacted to that really well, uh, calling him a fraud because he's, I mean, he was partaking in the fire Festival. But uh, he ain't no Lil B. Do you remember when Lil B put the curse on James Harden for doing the cooking dance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. How did that turn out for the Rockets? Great. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we'll see. if I wonder if the jaw rule curse is actually going to propel the T-Wolves. Where are the T-Wolves in the NBA standings right now? Hold on. While you're looking, it's insulting that they lumped Jaw Rule in with 90s music. <laughs> yeah, right. That was it. It was 90s night. And he even said when he started, right, he, he goes, was like, he goes man, it's on 90s night. And they brought a th- uh, an artist from 2000s, the, the oh, yeah. turn of the century. But my album dropped in 99, so I guess it's okay. And yet <laughs> you still showed up, you coward. Yeah, right? Why would you do that? You just threw yourself under the bus. Now nobody wants to. Now the first thing that people are going to be thinking about is it's 90s night, and they got Jaw Rule playing here. And Jaw Rule's a turn of the century rapper. He just, he just said it. Um... Okay, so the T-Wolves are currently in 11th place at 28-31. and 31. They are 14 games back of the Warriors, and they are only four games back of the 8th spot. So, I mean, that would set them up for a run with the Warriors, which oh. I wouldn't care for. But let's say, let's see, what if the Jaw Rule curse actually works in reverse and the T-Wolves go from the 11th seed to... The seventh to sixth right, seed. I'm sorry, I'm watching this, like, seven foot nine oh, guy. Oh, UCF taco? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, taco fall. I oh, yeah. never want the Warriors to draft somebody. I want to. Ta- I want to wear a taco hat to a game. Yeah, but I mean, he's like seven feet, like 190 pounds or something like that. Like he's very thin, frail. He's boxing out well. That's fine. If we got KD back for for another <laughs> year, I mean, he can just be on the bench. The Slim Reaper brothers. Yeah. All right, but uh, yeah. So I'm just saying, I'm officially all in favor of the T Wolves making the playoffs. Just don't make it as an eight seed because I don't want the Warriors to knock you out. I want the T Wolves to make it to the playoffs and win at least one. And win and advance to the next round, so we could just troll Jaw Rule for the sake of trolling Jaw Rule. I'm all, all right? for that. You, you brought this upon yourself. You ain't no little B. So yeah, uh, Giannis is a, gets the dub right there. Jaw Rule just gets L after L after L. And then the T Wolves, we're gonna give you the W. We're we're, we're cheering for you now. Um, all right, last up on the winners losers list. I don't know if you guys saw this today, but uh, what was the name of the the cup that was on? It was like the Cabarro Cup or something like that. Uh, it was, I don't even remember. It was a competition between Chelsea and Manchester City. And Flan, I don't know if you saw this, but Chelsea went to go make a substitution. The Chelsea manager went to go make a substitution in. So they were already in sto- in extra time, which is overtime in soccer, right? Two 15-minute periods. You see on the screen there at the 30-minute, they've got plus three minutes of, of stoppage time before they go to PKs. And Chelsea's manager, I don't know his name, uh, he goes to make a sub, and he goes to sub out the keeper. And he, you know, he wants to get a different keeper in there for the PKs. And the goalkeeper for Chelsea ends up in like a five-minute standoff where he just refuses to come off the field. He's just standing in the box. Other players are coming over saying, like, go, go, go. And he's waving them off, and he's looking over at the manager saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do this. Infuriates the manager. Looks like he's going to walk off, turns around. They have to be separated during their little, little skirmish before PKs. 
PKs go, and Man City wins in PKs. Uh, he made one save uh, in PKs, and he let the rest go through, and it was just kind of like, I admire your confidence in yourself, but you just cost your team a chance at the Kabar or whatever it's called, Cup. And uh, have you ever seen that before in sports nah. where a player just refuses, just downright refuses to do what a coach says? I've never seen that. I, thought I'd, I, well, I saw I got the notification about it. I thought the, I was very confused, but then uh, – so wait, he 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 hurt himself. They're they're taking him because he hurt himself. I don't know if he hurt himself exactly. Maybe he did. Maybe they were gonna sub him off because the PKs were coming up and there was a better keeper. I don't know. That's how I interpreted the situation. All I know is that he was waving off the coach. He just downright said, "Oh, here we go. Right here you want me off? Yeah." Good so timing. The highlight is coming up. We're gonna have to talk to. Oh, here we go. Extra time. So I don't know exactly what happened with the keeper. We'll maybe maybe see right now. Goes to make a save. Oh, yep. Okay, and he's got a cramp. World's most expensive. Kepa Arizabalagala. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. World's most expensive goalkeeper at $93 million. So he's cramping. Okay, so I was misinformed. I was cramping, and now he's just waving off the coach saying, no, 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 I got this. He's like, I'm the most expensive goalkeeper. Yeah, you keep me in. You paid a lot of money <laughs> yeah. for me. Get out of here. Okay, that, I like the con- they put some context to that. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, so now I feel a lot he's more le- informed. Oh, he's the LeBron of goalkeepers. Ugh. And he tells the keeper, I'm fine, I'm fine, I swear. David Luis, walk away. We're good, we're good. Coach is furious. I like how he, I like how he, like he's, he tries to walk off the field. And Bryce, like, right? Bryce oh, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. We still have some like, more of the ah. game left. Yeah, is so, that the logo or is it sponsorship that's that on the door? That was the logo of the cup. So oh, that, that was, yeah. A, so what? Chelsea, Chelsea's got a different oh, nice. logo. But yeah, this was the Carbaro or whatever. And then, yes, we're only going to see three PKs on this, but. Uh, Still funny. Let's the first one go by. Yeah. Where where did where did where did the goalkeeper come from? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, good luck spelling that last name, Mateo. Oh my God. Kepa Arizabalagala. I don't know how to do it. He makes a save here. Boom. Nice. Get jacked up. Give us a slow mo of him yelling. Yes. He's good to go. I can't wait for you to spell this when you're posting the episode. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just gonna say Chelsea goalkeeper. <laughs> and then he lets the goal go, and they win four three on penny oh, penalty kicks. Oh, that's. Now that's $93 million wasted. The Carabao Cup. C-A-R-A-B-A-O. So whatever that is. And then curling shows up on the screen. Okay, so yeah, this is a win-loss for the Chelsea goalkeeper. I'm saying it's a win because you had the cojones to shake off your coach, but it's a loss because you definitely cost your team a chance in uh, PKs there. Screw the pooch. All right. That'll do it for winners and losers. Are you ready for the pop culture update? Let's go. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's on the news. That's why. Uh, as we stated earlier, the Oscars are on the or they were on tonight. Um, I personally don't care about the Oscars. I'm not going to lie. Nor do I care about the Grammys. Really, I I put movies and music and even TV into this category of I don't need an award show telling me that I need to that I need to watch something. I appreciate the Oscars for putting up different movies that I may have not seen get advertised during the year. But for that, it, they, they, that's all they do for me, is that they, they enlighten me to the fact that there were other movies out that I may have missed. But I don't need them saying that this, uh, this movie deserves this award because it's all a political thing with them anyway. Uh, it seems like most of the results are predetermined. You know, I know the biggest shock, as I just found out on my phone, was 
after after hearing all this talk about how Roma was a shoe in to win Best Picture, Green Book takes it. So spoiler alert: if you have the Oscars tape, sorry that was. Oh that was, man, that must have ruined yeah. somebody's morning. So um, that's unfortunate. Or afternoon. Whatever. Or Wednesday. Um, you don't need the Oscars to tell you that what a great movie it was a great movie. You could watch it. Okay. Did the did Dodgeball win any Oscars? No. Still a great movie in my opinion. Did the Sandlot win any Oscars? No. Great movie in my opinion. Um, I could go on some other ones too that I think deserve some. You know, this kind of lumps back to our the text conversation about what we we're having with Russell Wilson and the MV, or MVP. I, I kind of put award shows like uh, sports awards. I, I'm at the you point. You mean Westbrook? Where, or Westbrook? Thank no, you. Who did I say? Russell uh, Wilson. I was <laughs> Wilson. just getting confused there for <laughs> oh, a second. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, um, but I'm starting to kind of put like I enjoy watching the show, the presentation. It's fun, but in terms of who wins. I just I really I'm like you I really don't care. Yeah. It and, then it, and then it doesn't age well. It doesn't do anything for me. And it's just like I mean it's cool for the actors like I guess it's like contract incentives, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have in the league like, "Oh, I've won 6 Oscars, so now you have to pay me more." It's just like how about how about if you just make a really good movie that grosses a lot and then you throw that in the casting director's face next time when it's just like, "Oh, by the way, last movie I did did 120 million dollars at the box office in the first day." Boom! Well, it, Don't need the Oscar. It, Hold these. It, it's kind of it's kind of ass backwards too. Like Spike won tonight, and it's great. Like it was great TV to see him, the joy of him winning his first Oscar. But then you're like, God, this is really his first Oscar. It's such bullshit. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, I I totally understand. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. The same thing. And and the thing that I noticed with the uh, the speeches, the acceptance speeches are so annoying because it's really just. I mean, so. We're gonna say stuff that's universally accepted by everybody, and I'm not asking anybody to make a, cause a stir, but it just gets so annoying during the acceptance speech. After the third one, no more acceptance speeches because you're all saying the same thing. Why can't we just all love each other, grab each other by the hands, and sing "Kumbaya" around the fire? This is what Hollywood wants me to say. What about like a pitch? They should have like a pitch clock. And then just end up. They do. They have the music. No, but they but should have like in the corner of the screen, like a shot uh-huh. clock. And like we're watching and seeing, okay, who are they gonna miss? Who are they gonna yeah, forget? That's and then true. and then we'll get to the press that, conference. They're like, I should have said my parents. I can't believe I forgot my parents. That's so true. The press conference is fine. Why do you have to have the acceptance speech? That's what's silly. Is I'm gonna forget so many people that I have to thank for helping me get to this point. Uh, let's love each other, everybody. Please recycle, save the whales, pay the teachers. Like it's like all this stuff where it's like nobody's gonna tell you no. Like that's a terrible thing. And they're all just saying it so that way they get it cast into the next movie. Right, because if all of a sudden you're a controversial figurehead that doesn't fall into place, they're not gonna put you in that movie. It's a little secret with Hollywood, right there. It's a bunch of clicks. All right, all that weird sex stuff that you hear—that's just the tip of the iceberg. I was gonna say tip of something else, but Spike Lee got sort of storm out of the uh, Oscars when his th- film didn't get uh, Best Picture. Dude, he uh, threw some shade was, at the guy that yeah. won the the other director. Man, what did he, he say? He didn't say anything, just the look when the other guy won for best uh, director. He kind of rolled his eyes. You know, Spike was there with the Prince medallion yeah, and everything. Thought, and Spike looked like a guy that looked, he felt like he was the lock. And Sam Sam LJ, oh yeah, he was dressed up to accept, to accept yeah. a couple awards is really what it was. Is, hey, yeah, Spike Lee's going to be on TV a yeah, lot tonight. That up. He's still, and then, uh, what was what did you say? Oh, Samuel L. Jackson even teased him about the Knicks earlier in the show too, which I thought was pretty funny. I caught tidbits of it before we started recording, but yeah, for the most part, uh, it was just... I right. loved I loved him yelling. We are tanking. <laughs> once I once I heard uh, once I started to hear those those acceptance speeches. That's where I was just sitting there, just on the couch before I decided to get my act together and get ready for the show. I was just like, save the whales, pay the teachers, let's recycle. All right, it's just all the same all the same stuff. All right, next up on the uh, on the pop culture update, the Bachelorette, and why is it making news? Because the family that I really don't like to talk about. Uh, pop is, culture champions is always in the news. 
Khloe Kardashian was rumored by the creator of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, that she was in talks to be the new Bachelorette. He had been apparently talking with Kris Jenner um, because, you know that saying, the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Like, shove that somewhere, okay? Get out of here. Um, it's not that hard when Hollywood's obsessed with your family already to have one of them go out there and just be like, hey, Kim, go show your pussy again. You know? Oh, we're in the, we're in the news. Um, so it's just like... I. <laughs> Chloe has since gone on record and said that she would not be the Bachelorette. I'm not gonna lie though, this is totally hypocritical, and I'm not. I, I would watch. I'm gonna it. have to eat one here. If Chloe was on the Bachelorette, I, I would watch. watch. Yeah, it'd I be, would it'd watch. Be great TV. It'd be so funny to just hear her talk about like, well, my family's very important to me, and like we do stuff together all the time, and it's just like, yeah, yell at each other while the cameras are rolling mm-hmm. for more views. It, I mean, it would be really cool. Like, it would be an A-list. Sl- cast that she'd be able to bring on too the really just a bunch of single right. celebrities yeah, yeah, yeah it wouldn't of, how it would, many a- mix of athletes actors oh no, you'd have yeah. some ball players in there for sure yeah, it'd be uh, great. but yeah it would just be it'd be interesting to see the uh ethnicities that were brought to the table there for that show um just because that family has shown that there's a preference um but i i sent this to my girlfriend because you know we're watching the bachelor and it's just something i, I do with her i'm not really engaged in it that much i i like to watch it and laugh at how ridiculous it is the fact that you're forcing these people to live together and you're all dating the same person and then you get jealous when you see the other person go out with somebody else it's like well you all signed up for it yeah. um she said that you know oh chloe sense dismissed that it's fake and i just went on a rant to her i was just like who's to say that all this isn't for some publicity because that's all this family's about right is let's plant this story. Let's get the batch. Let's get some extra hype up for the Bachelor. It's a, it, it it's a win win for both parties, right? Mm-hmm. The the Bachelorette gets super hyped because they're like, oh, it could be Chloe, it could be Chloe, and you still get to keep that stupid Kardashian name in the news, right? So, and the whole Twitter beef, Twitter beef where Kim was going on and attacking the the, the creator, saying it's fake news, fake news, and she's posting. Uh, screenshots of group conversations that she's having with her mom and Chloe that looked like they had just gotten started that night. Um, it's just all bad. I'm so sick and tired of them. But yeah, at the same time, if they were on The Bachelorette, I'd have to eat a ton of crow because I'd be watching. <laughs> all right. Uh, last up for me on the pop culture update. I'll see if you guys have anything to add to this after. Sorry, I kind of hogged this segment. I know it's your segment, Flam. Uh, did you see the video of Tony Hawk, uh, Tony Hawk's daughter dropping in on a skateboard for the first time? It takes her about 30 seconds to do it. But when she does it, it's just like, oh my God, you're a hawk. She's mm-hmm. just, she's got skateboarding pumping through her, pumping through her veins. Like she looked like a natural for the first time dropping in on a little quarter pipe. And I could tell you right now, I would have been ass over tea kettle. My teeth would have been spewed all over, the, all over the skate park where she had dropped it. So props to her. I don't know if you guys saw that video, but it was literally one of the first things I saw when I, when I went on my phone this morning. I saw that. I was like, oh, that puts me in a good mood for, for a nice little Sunday. <laughs> I don't got anything else for so for the pop culture. Wow! You basically got it all in there. All right, I'm sorry for hogging, Mateo. Do you have anything? No, Spike Lee was robbed. Spike, Spike Lee was robbed. I'll just I'm gonna hop on the Spike Lee was robbed. Uh, you ever skateboarded before, Flame? No. No. So you don't think that you could drop in? The only thing I've ever done that's close to that was that was it had rip sticks. Oh, okay. So nothing like it at all, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of. Well, you're just like. Yeah, you like actually swing it back yeah. and forth, kind of. Fun fact: I could never ollie, but I could, but I could get a kickflip started, right? Like I could, I could get the board. I could, I couldn't actually just go and just ollie mm-hmm. and just up down, but I could ollie up and start the kickflip and get the board to spin around, and I could get one foot on the board, but I could never get the board to come back down. So, like, you know, it would always be like my left. So, like, I skate regular if mm-hmm. I was actually on the board. So I'd go, and I'd pop, you know, put all the weight back on my right foot, slide up with the left, 
kick the board, watch it spin around, and then I'd be able to get my left foot back on the deck, but I could never get my right foot on there, and then the board would always drift out too far out in front of me, so I never landed it. But I could never could never ollie, but I could get the start of a kickflip, so just fun fact there. I don't know. Something is broken in my mechanics. <laughs> All right, now it's time to wrap it up with On This Date in Sports History. this day in sports history. It is February 24th, and on this day in sports history, Brendan, Mateo, and the rest of the cohort, that we appreciate you listening, uh, what happened on in 2010? Sachin Tendulkar scores his first double century in one-day international cricket. Good luck with that, guys. Have you ever seen any cricket before? I have no idea how the scoring works. Yeah, anymore. I have no idea. I've seen some, but I have no idea what's going on. That is a classic case of me starting to read a sentence and not <laughs> actually... I didn't actually read the <laughs> sentence. I just hopped right into it and was like, we're going to see where this takes us. How about this? Um, next, okay. 1987. On this day in 1987, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scores his 36,000th NBA point. President, yes no? Very, very impressive. I was going to say, I was just waiting for a reaction. Oh, oh, oh wait, that's need, for Timmy's stat of the day. I didn't need something like that, man. Oh. Right. On this date in 1982, Wayne Gretzky scores an NHL record 78th goal of the season, but he wasn't done there. He would go on to score 92 that year. Is he the GOAT? The he great was, one. He was really good. He's the great one, not uh, the I GOAT. Sydney's the GOAT. No, it's... it's <laughs> he's the kid. Yeah. The the great one. That's just what they call him, man. It's so unoriginal Party because it just gets house. straight to the... Pro- <laughs> 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 Bring back BMS. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> On this date in 1980, the U.S. hockey team clinches gold medal with a 4-2 win over Finland at the Lake Placid Winter Olympics. This is relevant. Why? Because this was the game after the 4-3 Miracle on Ice victory against the Soviet Union. So that's the, the call where you hear... Um, Al Michaels. Do you, do you believe, believe in miracles? Do you believe in miracles? Love yes. Miracles. So, yeah. What, what's the most recent miracle that's ever happened to you? Uh, uh, a lot of them. All right. Good job. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> On this day in 1917, we'll wrap it up here because we're going back literally 100 plus years. The Red Sox sell Smokey Joe Wood. This is how the sentence reads. Sell Smokey Joe Wood, his arm dead at 26, to Cleveland for $15,000. So they sold a dead-armed player to Cleveland for $15,000. I'm sure Bill Simmons will complain about that. I'd love to know what the trans... Yeah, that was right in the heart. That was right in the... That was, like, right at the start of the Red Sox curse, too. I'd love to know what the modern-day translation is for $15,000 in 1971 compared to what that would equivalent to in 2019. And that's a Darren Rovell tweet, if I've ever heard one. So if we sent that to Darren Rovell, he could turn around probably in an hour and just be like, that is equivalent to approximately $1.37 million. And are you looking it up right now? Yeah, because I did this with a contract a couple of years. Uh, let's see, if in 1917. It was $15,000 in 1917. It was 15000 Oh, can't we use uh, that? Uh, almost three hundred thousand. Oh wow! So I was nowhere near. Okay, so quite a bargain for a for a baseball player Inflation with a dead arm. Inflation of one thousand eight hundred and sixty-six point five percent. Jeez. Ravel would like that. Oh, 
Where have we gone as a country? <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for us on this episode. We will be back on Wednesday. Mateo will, won't, but we'll see him again soon. <laughs> Shout out episode 69. Hey, nice. All right, uh, Flans yawning has been yawning this entire episode. Thank you for all your contributions. Very hard working today. Uh, do you have anything that you want the people to know before you go? What are you working out tomorrow? Uh, Monday's International Chess Day, so I'll be uh, chess. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Just International Chess Day. Okay. Well, that's good Good to Ma- know. Mateo, what would you work out Also, today? there's a girl named Megan that goes to Chico. She listens to this podcast. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> On the offhand that this podcast makes it up to Chico, Megan, please hit up. Make plan. it through the first hour and twenty-three minutes. Oh, we're at like an hour thirty right okay. now. Okay, dog. Yeah, she's got to be in for the entire episode. All but you in. could you could sucker her in there with the Oscar talk or the pop culture update. You know, we talked about the Bachelorette. Like, Maybe oh my cares. god, he mentioned me. Right, and then at the end, it just ends up happening. Yes, the creepy guy at the bar that didn't want to take your picture because that would have been creepy is now calling you out on his podcast. That are or our podcast because that is equally as creepy, but at least he's what five hours away from you now. Three. Three. Okay. So I have no concept of time. All right, Mateo. Anything for the people? Uh, check out Oliver's Market, their Instagram and Facebook. I get to pick beer every Monday. So. Oh, do you really? Yeah, Mateo Monday is what it's called. Really? Yeah, I'm wearing the first one, Hen House. Oh. So, okay. Is yeah, that beer. is that debuting tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be on the on their Ooh, feed tomorrow. Exclusive drop. Yeah. So every Sunday we're basically gonna be able to know. Yeah, I'll be like, beer. oh my God, the uh, the new Bear Republic beer. <laughs> I, I was I was like debating whether or not to bring beer with the shots. I had a couple racer fives last night while I was watching uh, while I was watching some boxing. By the uh, I started number four. And by the time I got to beer number four, I didn't very, I did, there was not much boxing watching going on there. It was a great fight between Andre Durrell, and then it got stopped because of a cut. But uh, yeah, by the time you hit beer four, actually no, it was two beers, but I had two shots. I had two shots of whiskey, and then I had two beers. So by the time I got the second beer, fourth drink, I was. <laughs> I was doing good. You're feeling it. I was I was enjoying it. I was I was one of those guys that was standing up just like you got to hit him with the hook. The hook. Yeah. And then I'd sit back down and just be like, "All right, now it's time to chill out." All right. Uh so for Mateo Pulverari, Brendan Flanagan, my name is Jeff Woodworth. Thank you for listening. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces. Later.
up time in the LBC. Rolling around smoking on that cookie OG. G. California niggas on me and my gangsters. Me and my gangsters. Caught up on my grill. I, 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 I be trying to feel like. You feel when you get Waiting for it, waiting for it. I don't do love and I say.